Let's talk about working with trauma from the heart. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Good afternoon, Giant Builders. Hope you're doing well and having a great week. Today, we are being visited with Dr. Marsha Martin. Hi, doctor. How are you? Hey there. So grateful to be here and delighted to share with you. Well, thank you very much. Giant Builders, if you are recovering from or have a friend or family member who's recovering from abuse or trauma, please bring them to this particular episode because that's what our discussion is going to be about today. Dr. Martin, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Absolutely. I help people clear and heal that pain and abuse that they may have suffered from a traumatic incident, being raised in a home or being exposed to extreme negativity, or just being in a place where you feel constantly limited by your belief, the cultural belief, however it comes across. Uh, across to you. And we do this in the energetic heart space. So it is customary to believe that the mind is in charge, that we don't have control over our thoughts, and that the mind is sort of the dictator and the rest of us needs to follow. But when you really spend time in the energetic heart space, you can see that it is the heart that is running the show. It's the heart that's leading you forward. It's the heart that is determining how you're going to react based on the experiences that you've had in the past and how you cataloged those experiences. So if it was painful, the heart doesn't want you to experience that again. And it might tell you to have a response like fear or run or just freeze because it doesn't want you to experience it again. And then the mind will fill in all of the blanks about what's going on and it becomes bigger and bigger. But when you clear the heart of this reactionary sort of attitude, you are able then to choose how you want to react instead of being dictated to, you become in control of the circumstance. And that really gives you a life of freedom. Okay. I'm sorry. I am so confused because I guess, because my mind is taking charge right now. (laughs) How do I get my heart to be in charge? What's, What's that process? Your heart is already in charge. And that's the thing we don't understand. The HeartMath Institute has done some wonderful research. They're researching actually the physical heart. My work is done in the energetic heart space, but the physical heart has more neurons going to the brain than the brain does to the physical heart. So even physiologically, we are hardwired that the heart is in control. The heart is like your central intelligence unit. And the brain is the one that supposedly does all of the reasoning, but it's really just the receiver. It's the heart. When you are feeling right with something emotionally, you are much more able to navigate a good path than if you are feeling fearful, if you have encountered or heard about experiences or reasons why you need to be afraid, then 
you're going to react from that pattern. But if the heart, that heart energy is solid and has a good relationship with your divine self with and is holding on tightly to that guidance, you're going to be able to see a path forward that may not look logical to the brain, but will get you to the place with the least amount of resistance, with the least amount of challenge, and with the least amount of just drama. <laughs> it kind of okay. takes the, it takes the drama out of the situation. It's sort of like, hmm, I could react to this, but I really choose not to. I'm just going to rise higher. I'm just going to be in this place that feels good. And I want to stay there. So, you know, mind, you can chatter on and on and on about everything that you think that you know, but I'm just going to allow the heart that's settled and calm and peaceful because I've done the work to clear it. I'm going to allow the heart just to lead me through these turbulent waters and I'll be out of this before I realize it. Tell me what a first meeting would look like with you. First meeting, we get to understand what has created this pattern for you. What kind of traumas have you been exposed to? What were the belief systems of your family growing up? What kind of limitations did you encounter? What kind of challenges did you encounter? What was your relationship like with your primary caretaker? Because if there was not a lot of love and a lot of sense of stability and security, you can be believing that the world is a very unsafe, unloving place, and then be reacting to that belief system and not even realize that you're setting yourself up for other situations and other people who are also feeling unsafe, unsteady, because we attract that which we believe. So, you know, we all create these energetic fields and then the field is what attracts to us those who are similar to us. So if I'm believing the world is a loving, safe and kind place and I'm going to meet helpful people that will make my journey easier, then those people are going to find me and I'm going to find them. From my own personal experience, there was a great period of my life when I believed the world was quite a scary, unfriendly, unhelpful place, and I had to navigate the world by myself. And so it was quite lonely, quite scary, and quite intimidating. And it was nothing has changed except me, my attitude, my desire not to react to false signals, but to actually see what's in front of me and react or interact appropriately. How does one reprogram themselves to look for the positive items? In my opinion, affirmations are wonderful, but they are in the mind. They are something that the mind is in control of. And it's almost like, you know, trying to empty a giant pool of water with a tablespoon. It will take you so long to overwrite that program of fear that may have gotten in your operating system 
So I prefer to, to clear and heal the heart, to go into the heart space and to look at the situation as it really is. What does it mean to you? Why are you holding on to this particular way of viewing the world? What, Where did this situation come from? What created it? How did you allow it to take up so much real estate? And why are you now letting it dictate to you when that circumstance is long past? So as we begin clearing away what we have allowed to exist in our subconscious mind, because the heart rules the subconscious. So once we clear all of that out, now the affirmation has a chance. Now the affirmation is just icing on the cake instead of trying to put icing on mud and expect that people are, are going to think it's marvelous. So it's a way to win as opposed to a way to be in that state of hope that has no legs because hope without legs is just defeat <laughs> sooner or later. So I don't want you believing or interacting with something that cannot be. I want you interacting with and relying upon the truth. And that's the divine truth. That is all of us connected with our inner essence, aligned with the divine and recognizing and receiving the information that we are more than enough, that we are capable, that we are safe, that we are loved. And it often is things that many of us have not heard and certainly not absorbed. Are there steps or things that we can do, like getting up during the day before bed to keep our, our heart in that affirmative area? You know, that is a really fabulous question and such so powerful because yes, it's so important that we take responsibility. Whatever happened to you in your childhood, how, however it happened, why it happened, you are not responsible for that. But once you recognize that you are now an, an adult and you are making decisions that determine your welfare, your direction, your life challenges, it's time now to say, okay, this is something that happened and I can choose to continue to interact with it. I can blame it. I can use it as the source of why I am dysfunctional. I can complain about it. I can look at it. I can really uh, become the best victim on the planet. Or I can say, okay, that was then. And I'm going to look at this thing that happened, take out all of the information that I can, gain all the value that I can from this circumstance, and then I have to let it go. So using myself as an example, feeling very isolated and lonely, feeling as though I didn't fit in, not having a good connection with my I'm going to call them caregivers, not having a good connection with my caregivers. I felt sort of like, you know, floating, floating, weightless and 
unanchored anywhere. And I used to believe that I, in order to have value, I would have to earn my place. So I viewed myself very much as the servant. And that created a great deal of resentment because nobody wants to be the servant. Nobody wants to give and give and give and never really have anything returned. So I was generating continuously this energy of resentment. Even though I was giving constantly and exhausted from overgiving, I was generating resentment because I wasn't happy to give. I was obligated to give. So I had to look at that pattern and say, okay, this is what I don't like. I don't like feeling resentful. I don't feel like feeling obligated. I don't like being the servant. I do like giving. Giving feels good, but I need to learn how to receive. So once you understand, gosh, I need to let go of these things. And I work with the angels, so they make it very easy. And we energetically clear the space. But once we cleared that space, then all that was left for me to focus on was what I wanted. So I could begin again saying, oh, resentment, no thanks. You know, I see you popping up. I need to change my attitude. So I'm going to be more mindful. I'm going to give when I want to and learn how to say no when I am not in a position to give and I'm not going to allow myself to hold on to the energy of resentment. But it had to be my choice. There isn't an energy in the world in the universe that is capable of dictating to you what you can and cannot do. It's always you agreeing on some level. And I think that's the most important thing that they've taught me over the years is you have an agreement in there someplace, find out where it is and why you agreed to it. And then you'll be able to release it and prevent it from ruling your life. I think the most important thing that I want everyone to know is there is no barrier between you and releasing the fear, the pain, the trauma, the discontent, any of the lower emotions. Absolutely everyone can do this and absolutely no one will be not denied the request for this to happen in their own life. You just have to agree. So let's make sure that everyone understands that there is nothing about me that's special that you can't have. There's nothing about you that is damaged that is causing you not to be able to receive. I just was able to, with the help of the angelic realm, create this process and transform my life. But anything I can do, you can do as well. Then how can people get in contact with you? They are welcome to visit my website. It's mmhearthealer.com. M for Marsha Martin. So it's mmhearthealer.com. And right now, when you sign up for the mailing list, we're giving away an ebook, 11 Ways in Which We Resist Angelic Assistance. So it's just a, a chance to take a look at all of the ways in which you may have cut yourself off from help, and then some very easy, simple solutions that you can put into place that will make you open back up 
to all of this incredible guidance, support, and help that we have that is available to everyone. And as always, it's the same golden rule. You got to give permission. You've got to be open to receiving. Nothing will happen without your participation. Great. Thank you. All right, Giant Builders, make sure you go in and get that free ebook. I'm going to go get mine for sure. I just really appreciate your information and just reguiding me into the heart center. That was really great. Well, you know, it's interesting because I began my career all in the brain. Mm -hmm. teacher, master's degree in educational and developmental psychology. I wanted to know how the brain worked. I wanted to know every intricacy of the brain. What's it doing? Why is it doing that? And then <laughs> all these years later, I end up just saying, brain, you don't really have it going on. I want the heart to guide me. I want that divine support and guidance. I want to have access to the greatest wisdom instead of the silliest fear. So Brain and I have sort of parted ways <laughs> but, and we're going in a new direction. And I've got to tell you, as a, a very big brain fan, the heart is where it's at. <laughs> And the brain just, the brain just can't compete. Uh-huh. Oh, great. Well, Giant Builders, make sure you get a hold of Dr. Martin. And thank you so much. I really appreciate the information. Well, thanks so much for having me here. And I do want to mention, it's a double opt-in. Uh, so it, you, you will not get the book. I mean, you have to sign up and then you have to agree that you signed up in order to receive the book. But as soon as you agree, you'll you'll get the book. I just can't skip the step. It's a requirement. Okay, that sounds great. All right, Jive Builders, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. <laughs>